Hi everyone. Oh, here I am in my car. I just got a manicure and I'm going to record a little podcast because you know what? I've been wanting to do this for days and I was just about to put it off till tomorrow when I have more focused time or when I think I might have more time to myself. But you know what? This is my life. Like there, it's hard to come by quiet, focused time when I don't have work to do or work that I want to do. Um, And I really need to be alone and in a quiet place to do the podcast and not have people around me asking me for a snack or to turn on uh, video games for them or... Uh, whatever else, right? So my car is like a safe space and it's quiet and I'm alone and I'm able to do this right now. So I'm going to knock it out before I go home and let my husband go see his buddies and sit outside in a freezing ass cold garage to watch the Duke Carolina basketball game while I am with the boys and their friend who's having a sleepover. Um, God help me. So I will be um, toasting some... Totino's pizza rolls and making it nice and keeping it classy for these little boys. Um, but it's so funny because when I was thinking about this podcast, like there have just been so many things that I've been working on with my coaching and really sharing a lot about on my Instagram, this direction that I've been going in with my coaching. And so, so, so many things that I want to talk about related to being, um, a busy working mom in her forties. And that's really the direction I'm going in with my coaching. And it's like the, you know, the train is on the tracks and like, okay, we're like locked in, we're moving forward. It feels so good. feels so connected, feels so aligned. Like I finally realized this is my work. Like it just showed itself to me. I mean, I've done a lot of work to get to this place, but it showed itself to me, revealed itself to me. Um, and it makes so much sense because guess what? I am this woman, this woman I'm coaching. I am her. I am you. I mean, you know, you may be in your thirties and I hope you're listening. You may be in your fifties. I hope you're listening. Um, and you may not have kids and I hope you're listening. And there are things that you can relate to or that help you or that you can take away with you. Self-help stuff, spirituality stuff, self-love stuff, right? Like there's a lot in here that is good for any woman or any human. Um, But I am focusing more on busy working moms because I am her, you know, I am coaching this woman and there's so much that I have made it through and, and, um, made it across. And, uh, you know, I really have experienced such a transformation in the last two years. And while of course the work is never done and my journey continues and my process and my work continues, there's so much that I have learned and gleaned from my own process that I can and will and want to share with you and with busy working moms and women in their forties about how to lead a happier, more fulfilled, more connected, um, life where there is greater inner peace and where you are willing to prioritize yourself more and let go of guilt and that you can do it in an an efficient amount of time, right? So that's what I'm talking about a lot more is like, how do we do this efficiently? And, um, so I've come up with this thing. That's the 21 minutes 
of mind or 21 minutes to mindful. And it's really about giving yourself 21 minutes a day, at least to become mindful, to focus on you, turn the attention to you, bring yourself back home to you and really shift your mindset. And it works wonders. And it's a period of time that's attainable. You know, it's something that we can achieve. We can find 21 minutes, even if we hide in our cars, I am hiding in my car. I mean, I did leave to go get a manicure because I've gotten real good at prioritizing myself, especially as I coach you all and do my podcast and, and kind of, you know, lift myself up on this platform. I've got to lead by example, right? Like if I'm leading, leading this, I've got to lead by example and I want to. So I'm doing a really good job of prioritizing myself without the guilt and without tons of disclaimers. I mean, isn't that what we do as women? We give disclaimers like, I need this thing, but here, let me tell you 25 reasons why. Um, and I'm really practicing saying what I need and going and get getting what I need without a disclaimer. So, um, yeah. So like an hour ago, I felt really frustrated with what was happening in the house. And, uh, I said, um, I'm going to get a manicure and I left <laughs> and I just got a hot pink manicure and it is so pretty. I love nothing more than getting manicure, almost nothing more. And it's like hot pink for Valentine's day. I feel like a million bucks. I finished real housewives of Salt Lake city while I was getting it. Um, and like, I can't think of anything more enjoyable than a manicure and real housewives of Salt Lake city, except for sitting in my car and getting more me time by recording this podcast. So 21 minutes to mindful. I'm going to keep talking about that a lot more about giving yourself that time and, um, being willing to do that. And it is an amount of time that you can find. It is available to you. Um, and we'll work on the letting go of guilt piece, um, more moving forward too. So circling back, what I was getting at there is that in thinking about doing this podcast, there are so many things that I was thinking about wanting to talk about. Cause I've been like going so deep into all this. So, um, you know, a lot of times, as you know, I relate my podcast to what my Instagram posts are, or I'll do an Instagram post and then a podcast and I often relate them. So this week I've done some things about, um, you know, liking ourselves more than, um, oh my God, of course it just slipped my mind. Okay. It was about not caring if others like you, but caring if you like you. Right. So about like, um, liking yourself, you know, do you like yourself? Have you thought about that? Is that more important to you than if others like you? If not, why not? Those are really, really important questions, um, which I stated much more articulately in my, in my Instagram this week, which again is at I am Grace Beeson. Um, and then I did a bunch of posts this week about being a mommy and um, the frustrations with that and being busy and working and, you know, being pulled in a million directions and also I'm someone who sends myself in a million directions. So, um, you know, even if I didn't have a million things on my plate, I would make it so that I did. Like I thrive on having so much on my plate and doing so many different things. Um, that's not something I've talked about, but um, I did get a numerology reading this week and it was fascinating because 
Um, and I love all that stuff. I love numerology. I love astrology. I love, uh, I have never done a birth chart. I would love to do that, but I love psychics and mediums. And like, I love all the things that are, um, really, uh, things that you can't see that require a lot of believing. And, you know, I love the universe and the power of the universe. And so anyway, I've loved learning about numerology here and there through the years, but I did this numerology reading and it was so amazing because it described me, you guys, to a T, my personality, what I want out of life, the way I move through life. And one thing it said that I was like, well, you're right about that was that it said that, um, I'm really, really good at multitasking and I thrive on diversity in my life. Um, and that's a million percent true. I am excellent at doing 500 things at once. Um, and I love doing a million different things at once. Now, the numerology reading didn't also say, um, you are fantastic at multitasking, but you will crack into pieces if you don't slow down or make time for yourself. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to like distill the information and add more layers to it and add that piece of it, which is that we as women, not just me with my numerology, um, and that reading, we as women are brilliant multitaskers. We are, I think, innately, inherently, um, and uniquely qualified to multitask and to do it well, most of us. Um, and for those of us who are really type A and very success oriented and very driven, um, we take it to another level. So that can be really amazing, but it also can be to our detriment. And obviously the ways that I suffer and that many of us suffer from doing so many things at once and all the time is that we get pushed to our limits, we get maxed out, and then we fall apart. There are those words maxed out, you know, that's really, you know, who I'm coaching is maxed out women, maxed out moms, and we are maxed out. We are not making time for ourselves. And if we are doing it, we're feeling guilty. So therein lies the crux of the problem. So, you know, I was talking about that a lot this week on my Instagram about, you know, being a mom pulled in a million directions and dealing with challenges with my boys and communication with them and, um, or just feeling like I'm not being a good enough mom or not supporting in the best way. I mean, just all these things. So I've wanted to talk to you about many things and, and, and actually I, I was going to get into this subject today about recognizing our faults or what's another word for that, that I was thinking about recognizing our challenges maybe. Um, and so I thought like, I'm going to get on and just talk about all the things that I know I'm doing wrong or all the things that I know I'm struggling with all the things that are my own personal challenges, like, um, being critical of my kids. That's a big hot button one for me right now that I'm working on so much. I am constantly redirecting them, telling them that they ought to go in a different direction or do something differently. Everything from you need to put on a jacket because it's cold or you need to go put on a warmer outfit because it's cold. There's a lot of that right now because it's winter. And guess what? My kids run hot um, and... 
is it worth the argument to scream at them to get into warmer clothes or should we just risk getting a cold? I don't know. You know, we're in a global pandemic, so I'm a little bit more worried about catching germs um, or colds. But anyway, I'm always trying to redirect, like, don't don't walk your muddy shoes through the house or pick up your muddy shoes or put on your shoes or, um, you know, clean up this thing or speak more quietly or put your napkin on your lap or I mean, you can tell like it's annoying I mean, if you're a mom, you're probably like, yeah, me too. If you're not, you're probably like, that sounds really annoying. And you know what? Like, I get it that it's annoying. And I feel like Nagasaurus Rex, you know, Maddie called out to me a year or two ago. He was like, you nag, 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 nag. And I was like, God, that's such a horrible quality. You know, like that's not who I want to be at all. Um, So that's something I really struggle with and that I really want to do better with. And even today when I was being naggy, naggy naggerton, and, um, I sent myself out of the house to get a manicure, I sent Maddie a text and I said, listen, I know that I've created a lot of this bad energy, um, with the boys today or with court in particular, my nine-year-old, because I've been naggy. I've been, um, kind of redirecting him all day. Like, don't do this, do that. You're getting crumbs on the floor, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I'm annoying him. And so he's annoyed. And so then he's being annoying back. And then I get annoyed and it's this vicious cycle. Um, and honestly, it's like, who could blame him? He's tired of hearing my voice and I'm tired of hearing my voice. And so I just, you know, I'm working on shutting my voice off and saying less. And what I did in the moment there was left the house. And I know that I'm fortunate in the sense that like not everybody had a, has a husband or a partner where they can just leave, you know. Um, I'm not a single parent. Um, I am fortunate that I have a husband who usually travels a lot for work and doesn't now. And he is more than a 50% contributor to household duties and chores and parenting. And I'm incredibly fortunate that way. Again, shout out to his mom who, um, made him that way, I believe by, um, having his father be an equal partner. Um, so I guess shout out to dad too, because you were an equal partner. And so that was modeled for my husband who saw a husband and a father contributing equally. And that is truly such a gift. Um, but yeah, but I just left. I sent myself out for a timeout and we need to do that sometimes. And so if you're not able to drive away from your house or if you're not comfortable in COVID land getting a manicure, you know, maybe it means walking around the block a few times alone um, and just saying, I got to go. Like, I got to get out of here, you know, because that does reduce the nagging. And I know that when I step away, um, the nagging really like it goes away and, or it slows down. So that's one of my big faults or downfalls that I'm really working on now because no one wants a mom who is constantly telling them what to do or constantly commenting on what they're doing or saying or eating or listening to or watching, or, you know, it's getting to the point where like, I've got to allow them to trust their own inner guidance and their own intuition. I cannot try and control everything. And also that doesn't serve them. They've got to learn how to make 
good and bad decisions on their own. So I'm working a lot on that. And that I would say was what I was going to talk to you about um, if I was going to do a podcast on our um, challenges and things we struggle with. That feels like the biggest one to me right now. Um, I don't even know if I can come up with anything or maybe I'm just perfect in every other way. I mean, I don't know. Um, obviously I'm kidding, but I did blow dry my hair and take a shower this afternoon. I'm feeling pretty great with my manicure. So, you know, what it all comes down to is that I really want to take a few minutes to tell you how much I love the Real Housewives and why. So that's what I'm going to do. I have watched the Real Housewives on Bravo for at least 10 years. I think I started with New York, um, and that's been one of my faves. I've watched New Jersey consistently as well, and Beverly Hills consistently as well. I've dipped into Atlanta a little bit here and there. I did watch Potomac this year because everyone kept saying that the season was amazing, and it was. I watched the one season of DC years ago, and wow, that was a mess, but it was good. I never watched Miami, um, and I just finished the season finale of Salt Lake City, and you guys, wow. Number one, if you do watch Housewives and you have not watched Salt Lake, do yourself a favor. Number two, if you don't watch Housewives and you are inclined to try it, start with Salt Lake and then do New York City, at least the last few seasons, and Beverly Hills the last few seasons if you don't want to start from the beginning. Amazing. If you're not at all inclined towards Housewives, then... um, Hang on here because I think it may be interesting on some tiny little level to hear why I love Housewives because it may shed light on to why other women love Housewives, women in particular. I actually know a lot of men who love it too, and they it's like a guilty little dirty secret they don't tell anyone. But um, yeah, for, for people out there who poo-poo Housewives, I think I may shed some light here on what's amazing about them um, and the many, many gifts they give us. And I'm talking to you, my husband, Goose, who thinks that I spend time listening to women scream at each other, which is not untrue, but here's why I love them. And this all came to me 10 years after watching, after just thinking it was entertaining and they have so Some of them have like such crazy wealth, particularly the women in Beverly Hills. Like it is beyond. And so a lot of it is like fun and flashy and glossy and glitzy and glammy and aspirational. And you're just kind of like, wow, look at the way they live. And it's so fun to watch. It's less fun for me to watch when it's less aspirational. Like I don't really want to watch them living the life that I'm living that's sort of more down to earth. And I think that's the fun of it is watching the sort of glitz and glam and wearing like the fashion that I would never wear or, you know, whatever it is. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I'm all in on Andy Cohen and have always watched his talk show, What Watch What Happens Live, and I have Sirius Radio and listen to his radio show. And like, I'm one of the original followers of all this. So I think it started in 2009 with New York and I was right there. But it took me, of course, until my spiritual journey and even until very recently 
And after all the podcasts I listened to, you know, I love the podcast Bitch Sesh with Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider, um, who um, it's like a Real Housewives breakdown podcast. It's amazing. Hilarious. I also love the one that is called, um, oh my God, what's it called? But the host is Danny Pellegrino. Why can't I remember? That's terrible. It'll come to me by the end. Um, Danny Pellegrino. And he talks about housewives. He talks about a lot of things, but he's adorable and hilarious. Um, so, but, you know, I'm, I'm betting that very few people talk about the spiritual side of housewives. So let me be the first here. These women are, for the most part, now, not all of them, but I'm going to say by and large, the good ones, the ones who you can really connect with, the reason why they are so amazing is not their wealth. It's not their glitz and glam. It's not, you know, the private planes um, or the vacations. I mean, all that stuff is fun to watch, but the reason why they are awesome is because they are out there living their lives in front of the world being exactly who they are. Now, again, not all of them. Some of them, it's clear that like they are being quote unquote real housewives, which now is a thing, right? Like when they started in 2009, there was no um, avatar for this woman. So now people who are getting on the show kind of know what a quote unquote housewife is um, and how she lives her life. But most of them, as I said, the really good ones, the really likable ones, um, are out there being themselves, being their true, authentic selves, unabashedly, unapologetically for the world to see. Furthermore, they're doing the hard part of being on a platform where anyone can comment and say whatever they want. All those trolls who are in cubicles, afraid to show their faces, saying nasty stuff on the computer to people. Um, and you know, those people truly are trolls and there's everything wrong with those people because they are hiding and not doing anything good with their lives and just talking crap to other people who are, uh, being vulnerable and putting themselves out there. Um, but these women are out on a platform where they can receive so much crap from people who comment and everyone has something to say, but they can also receive a lot of, you know, praise and love and, um, support. And especially during this time, I think where everyone's having these spiritual awakenings and focusing on self-love and acceptance and body positivity and sober curiosity and all this kind of stuff. I do think they're probably getting a lot more positive feedback than they were even five years ago. But that's what it really comes down to, guys, is that these women, yes, they are getting paid. Yes, it is a job for sure, but they are being paid to show their lives, to let people into their homes, to show their parenting, to show their relationships with their partners, their boyfriends, their husbands, to show their dating lives, to show their divorces, to show their aging, ailing parents or difficult relationships with their parents, to show them open and grow businesses, close businesses that are failing, deal with difficult employees, have complicated friendships, struggles physically with health. I mean, 
all of these things they are doing on a platform for everyone to see and witness. They're doing it vulnerably, openly, and so many of them are doing it authentically. So really, they're doing what so many of us are working to do, which is live out loud as ourselves exactly who we are and be loved for it or be disliked for it, but be okay either way because we feel good about what we're doing. And we like ourselves. We love ourselves. We're happy with what we're doing and how we are moving through life. And so the way that we feel about it matters the most. So we're okay with anyone else's response. And that's why they're amazing. You know, and again, I'm making a sweeping generalization. There are probably a hundred of them and, you know, certainly not all of them fit into this description that I'm giving, but a lot of them do. Most of them do. And I have seen these women go through such vulnerable and real ups and downs on these shows. Things that I just described like alcohol addiction, divorce, um, infidelity, difficulty with raising their children. Um, so, 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 so many things that are so relatable for us as women, um, you know, primarily in our forties, a lot of these women actually are in their fifties. Um, so a lot of them have grown children, but Salt Lake actually is a great example of women with younger kids. Um, and I'm just going to give a shout out to Heather Gay, you know, just get on Instagram and check out Heather Gay. She is a reforming Mormon. She's divorced. She has three daughters and she is the realest of the realest of the real housewives. I've never encountered a more real and relatable real housewife. I mean, her life is still a bit more aspirational, um, but she is a businesswoman. She has overcome many hardships. She's single parenting her kids and raising what seems to be great kids. She um, has overcome a lot and she has, you know, spun hay into gold for herself in her life. And I love seeing it. And on top of it, she's funny, which, you know, is one of my favorite things. So... Um, and she has, by the way, the most relatable, uh, uh, figure I was going to say, like the most relatable, um, looking body of any housewife I've ever seen on TV. And I just love her for it. She's like voluptuous and she eats meatballs on camera and she owns it. And I think it's amazing. I love her. Um, so yeah, guys, that's why I love The Real Housewives. And I just wanted to sit here and tell you that. I think it's worth an episode or half an episode um, to share that, that they are vulnerable and open and honest and real. And I see that as real bravery in a woman, because when we are that way, we open ourselves up to a lot of backlash, a lot of unwanted feedback, Um, a lot of unsolicited advice, even me on my very small platform, I know that I am opening myself, myself up to that and those sorts of comments. Um, anytime I put myself out there, but you know, I lead with authenticity and love and I do it all in the service of others and with the intention of, um, 
you know, offering something that's helpful, that could be useful, that could make someone else feel better, that could be a tool, or that could make you laugh, you know, or that could make you feel less alone. And when we lead with those intentions, you know, and with that goodness, then hopefully goodness comes back to us. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. And I will tell you, these women are doing it. You know, they have a lot of reasons for themselves. I mean, a lot of them make no bones about the fact that they're doing it for extra money if they've just gotten divorced or whatever. But you know what? They are entertaining us. And that is why, as Danielle and Casey say on the Bitch Sesh podcast, they are doing the Lord's work. They are doing so much work entertaining us. It's awesome by being themselves. And that is the lesson. That's the big hot pink bow we're going to tie it up with today is that the lesson is that being yourself is not only okay, it is the greatest. It is so freeing. Set yourself free. Be who you are. Oh, feels so good. And if you're irritated with everyone, go get a manicure, go take a walk. <clears throat> I'm about to choke from talking so fast without water nearby. So I'm going to get off here. But as I always say, take some time for yourself. I always used to say, even if it's only 10 minutes, but, um, I've revised that now to at least 21 minutes and 21 minutes to mindful doesn't mean that you're necessarily getting into a meditative Zen state. It means that you are coming back to you and getting present with where you are and how you're feeling and offering yourself the love and attention you need and deserve. (coughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I got to go get some water. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope this brings a smile to your face and I will be back with you again soon. Also, please, um, leave a review if you would on iTunes or wherever you listen and pass along to someone you think might enjoy this podcast. Okay. Lots of love. Bye. Yeah.